You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Got a guest today because one of the things that I intended to do or intend to do with this podcast is also reach out to other industry experts, people who really are at the top of their game and who are going to be able to support you with their expertise in positioning yourself as that industry thought leader. Now, my guest today says that with all the noise in the online world, especially on social media, Business owners, that's you, have an opportunity to stand out when we create content from our core purpose. That's who we are and why we do it. And this is designed to add value and engage with your content. Now, customers, they want to connect before they buy from you. And compelling aligned content, well, that is a true connector. Joining me on today's show is someone that I've had on my show before. So someone who I really do uh, trust and respect with the content she's going to share. She is a content conversion strategist. She's a copywriter, a speaker, and also an author in the international bestseller voice of the 21st century. She empowers business owners to create better content and to share and repurpose it using strategy that attracts and converts more of their best customers. That's who we all like to work with. So she today she's going to share why your content is not likely doing all it can to help you get and keep better clients. She's also going to share how to avoid three costly and common mistakes that will repel your best clients as well as three most critical places where you need to share new content. So welcome to the show, Deb. Thanks so much, Amory. I'm excited to be here. This is such an important topic because one of the ways that we know as business owners uh, of a way of engaging, but also educating and allowing people, our ideal clients, best customers, to recognize that we have a solution through our expertise, one of the ways to do that is with content. Yet with all of the content that I'm sure that you see online as well, a lot of it fails to deliver and a lot of it is not positioning us as experts, as industry thought leaders. But before we dive into all of that good stuff, I'd love you to just give a bit of a background. How did you get into this? What was your journey? Well, my journey has had some some twists and turns as many of us have. And I worked in the mental health field for a long time before starting a family and ended up near the end of that time becoming a grants writer. Mm -hmm. So any of you who are familiar with that um, area of expertise, it requires a very careful attention to language, to positioning, to um, providing real value and, and projecting results and deliverables. Mm -hmm. So it really, without me realizing, was going to afford me a great opportunity later on mm -hmm. after children when I wanted to get back into the workforce to do it around that and around the writing itself. And it, it was uh, editing at first and a lot of careful attention to people's message and how 
to help them show up in a way that would get them what they want. Mm -hmm. And that's what really led to the content conversion was even as an editor of books, I really was so concerned with what do we want to do with this message? What's Mm -hmm. the, the intention in sharing your book or sharing this sales page, whatever it might be. And, and I realized that that was more critical than the actual words on the page. Mm. It's incredible that you should share that and remind us of that because it reminds me of a study that I read about a while ago, but I'm sure it's just as relevant today as it was back then. Havas Media Group, they were, uh, I think, founded in the UK, did a study of 375,000 business or, or people across the world, so consumers, and uh, they were from 33 different countries, so quite a diverse you know, um, scope of people. And they were saying that around 84% uh, or 84% of that group said that, yes, they expected brands and businesses to share content. However, 60% around that uh, uh, number said that out of the content that was online being shared, and I would say the offline too, uh, it was irrelevant, it was poor, and it failed to deliver. So as business owners, we're told content, content, content. And I love that you're saying, yeah, content, content, but it has to have purpose. It has to have intention. Otherwise, it could end up just adding to the noise and becoming labeled as that statistic, irrelevant, poor, and failing to deliver. Would you agree? Exactly, Amory. And that's, you know, a lot, what a lot of business owners get trapped in that position of either doing what they've done all along or Mm. doing what everyone else is doing or what they, they think is the latest, greatest way to show up online. And oftentimes that can pull us away from a place of alignment and a Mm. place of really showing up as who we are and really connecting with the audience we're trying to reach. Yes, I think this is so true, even more so for industry thought leaders, because people that we admire, we admire them for the expertise that they offer, their specific thing area, but also what are your thoughts around that? How are you shaping the the content that you're sharing, but the industry, how's that impacting on, on a greater scale? And often as industry thought leaders, there is a passion, there is a purpose for us wanting to do that. And that that drive, as you say, if you don't have that clear understanding of what that is, it's very difficult to create content that continues to showcase that. So let's talk about why are uh, the, the content pieces that we're sharing not likely to be doing all that it can to get and keep uh, better clients for us? What are some of those insights you want to share today? Well, often it is that piece that it the content itself is not aligned mm-hmm. with what our core purpose and message. And we've either drifted from it or we have this assumption that, of course, we're operating from that place and creating content from mm-hmm. there. So the longer we go without kind of checking in with ourselves, what is that really deep down? Why do we do what we do? Yeah. Why, if we're here to serve or influence others, to what end are we wanting to do that and keep that core message front and center as we're creating content, as we're showing up online. And it's just super easy for people to to get pulled away from that a bit. Mm -hmm. And then the content is not aligned. It's also not always consistent. So again, people either set expectations for frequency or, or something and they become either trapped in that or 
just unable to stick with it at all. So it's important to find some consistent framework that works for your content, that works for you mm -hmm. as a business owner. And to use strategy as the third leg of that to, to actually position the content properly, to optimize it, to really mm -hmm. make sure it's in front of the right people, it's sharing the core messages you want to be sharing and that it's kind of pulling them in to connect with you yes. so that you can be of further service. Yes, those are very important aspects. And if I'm thinking about uh, creating content across different platforms, I mean, there's so many different ways that we can leverage these amazing platforms that we have at our fingertips now as business owners. But that core message, if that's often the invisible thread that ties everything together, isn't it? And I'm going to just start off by giving an example of, of one of the core messages that we have as the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network and my business is underneath that. And maybe you've got, uh, you might want to share yours, Deb, and maybe you've got some examples because I think examples can help people do either a check-in to go, yep, I'm on, on track, that's really great, or yeah, maybe I need to do some more um, heart searching around this because I might have drifted. So for me, my motto and core message is making a difference one message at a time. I do that through awesome guests such as yourself, through things that I'm sharing. So always when I look at a particular topic, whilst I may be sharing the how-tos, I'm also always going back internally and checking in, is this message going to make a difference or is it just something that is out there for the sake of being out there? Now, if it's just out there for the sake of out being out there, I'm not going to post it. But if it's going to inspire, empower, educate, transform just by planting a few seeds that maybe someone will think thing about things differently, um, that, that then I know is my job well done. So that's something that really drives the content that I'm sharing. Maybe you want to share yours and maybe you've got some examples you want to share? Yes, sure. I would love to. So I have some pillars of my own mm -hmm. that help keep me grounded and guide how I show up online and how I create content. And the first is connection. Mm -hmm. I want to make connections with the people that I'm serving and I want to help them to make connections with the people they're meant to serve. It's really important that to do that, we, we are, uh, we show who we are. Yes. We need to be comfortable. We need to be vulnerable at times. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to be willing to, you know, dig a little deep and, and let that be seen. And a lot of times people think that's not relevant, mm -hmm. but in fact, it's often the most relevant thing that you can be sharing. And, and it helps you to stand out. It helps people to connect with you on a deeper level. Yes. So that's one of the things that I really try to help people do. Also alignment, you know, as we've talked about, alignment can take on so many meetings, meetings mm -hmm. aligned to our core message, aligned to where we'd like to lead people. So be very clear about what the, the intention is that you'd like to invite people to take to work with you or take another step mm -hmm. and to be aligned as, as you mentioned across social media platforms in real life versus online, it mm -hmm. should all be the same. Yes. It should all show up the same. And these are the pieces that people kind of lose track of mm -hmm. if they're not conscientious and, and creating content with intention. Yeah. I love those core values that you shared and it's so important, isn't it? If we stray from those and it's the how, it's the it's often the uh, what makes us our message quite unique and different from everybody else who may be talking about a specific topic 
because you bring your own flavor, your own essence, your own presence, mannerisms, all that, because it's centered across those core values. Really, really important. So do a check-in and see, do, am I clear? Because often we're not clear and that, that's the reason why we're struggling to have that consistency. It, yeah. Would you share just with people uh, if they have not really gotten clear on some of those key aspects, what would be one or two things for you, uh, for them to start to consider to help them get really clear around those values, around those things that they want to have as that core message? Yes. And I do a process with uh, my private clients and people in my group, and, and you can do this on your own as well, to spend some time, dedicated time, exploring what those things are. Ask yourself things like, who am I? I mean, simple questions. And yet we need to kind of percolate on it a little bit. What's the language that comes up? Almost do a bit of a brainstorm. Mm. Don't um, critique it as it's coming up and start writing some of these things down. How, who am I? How, who is it I'm meant to serve? How do I want to serve them? How do I want them to feel when I am working with them? What are some of the outcomes I want them to get? And by pulling all of that out and then working with someone to kind of sift through it and mm -hmm. see what's really rising to the top here is where we get that core language, whether we're teaching or we prefer training or we prefer partnering, partnering with people or empowering. Each word has a very different meaning to the the receiver on the other end and so when we put some thought and and attention into what how we want to create that elevator invitation for instance that becomes a grounding piece that shares our pillars of what's mm -hmm. important to us and allows us to create from that so although it sounds so simple when we create from that it's going to be aligned. Mm. It's, it's, it's going to come directly from that. And what happens without that piece, without that exploration process, or having someone sort through that with you, is you do things like you email your list or you, because you're just, it's Tuesday, it's the day to email and people get in these kind of ruts of newsletter type things. Mm. And I'm not much of a newsletter person. I really sit and think, what do the people I serve need from me right now? Mm -hmm. What are they struggling with? What, what's likely happening in their world? And what do I want to share with them to help them here right now today? Mm -hmm. And that's how I email my list a lot of the times. Yeah. And, and it, it keeps me in touch with what I believe they're challenged by what's important to me to show up in service mm -hmm. versus selling something. I mean, selling can be in service mm -hmm. as long as we're sure about what it is that they need from us. Yeah, it's so true. And uh, randomly or just as you say, it's in my diary, need to do it without that thought, especially if one of your core values is connection. There's not much connection going on there if you're just doing it because uh, you you know that it's something that you need to do and, and there hasn't been much thought into it. So that's great, great reminder. What are these costly mistakes? And they're common too. So what are they so we can avoid them? And obviously you're going to share what we should be doing instead. Yes, I'm happy to do that. We've touched on a couple of them already. So one of them is that we're either 
creating content all the time, or we're not creating any at all. So it, it, we tend to just kind of swing from one to the other that we're not sure what to be creating. And so it becomes a really difficult process and we don't share as much and we don't show up with value to the people who are following us and, mm. and listening in. And, and there are processes to help us, like we've talked about, to get clear on what that core message is, to figure out the types of content that the people we serve and we're intended to reach, how they like to consume it. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the vehicle that we want to share? Is it a podcast? Is it a blog? Is it articles and other um, uh, industry magazines and publications? Mm -hmm. And and what? How, how do we work best? <laughs> because yes. maybe a podcast is the great way that they want to receive, but we don't have the skills for that. Mm -hmm. Of course, if they work with you, Anne-Marie, they're going to come up to speed on how to be able to do that. And that's really important. There mm -hmm. has to be a balance between what the people we serve need and what we can do well. Yes. And so that's one of the mistakes right there is that just being a slave to the schedule without intention. And similarly with emailing and staying in contact and in connection with the people that mm -hmm. are subscribers or followers, there tends to be those, uh, a tendency to either overdo it and bombard yes, or to just go away for long periods of time. And then people worry about how do I show back up? What do I say? And again, if, if there's a plan and a strategy mm -hmm. around purpose, it becomes more meaningful and that sets the tone for the frequency that sets the tone for the actual content. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think also too, when you're thinking of positioning yourself as that thought leader, content for content's sake is definitely, as you say, a mistake because often what we look at when we're reading things from a thought leadership point of view, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. There, there is more of that strategy piece because of the fact that often as thought leaders, we're also challenging the status quo, we're innovating whilst wrapping our expertise within that, but also showing reasons why. So sometimes I see people, as you say, they're just bombarding with lots of different stuff online. And often as a thought, you know, aspiring thought leader, that's not the right strategy. Because, and one of the things that I say, and I'm sure you would, you would have a similar um, thinking behind this too, you know, we need to speak to an audience of one and we need to do that really well. And when we get on that core message and consistently sharing that, that audience will grow because quite often, what we want to do is we think more and more content is going to give me more opportunity to get in front of more people but often the opposite is true isn't it and if we really niche and if we get really clear and everything that you've just said and do so but in, with strategy and intention then that's when we find that our message will continue to to grow the audience because of the fact that we're making such an impact in their lives would you say that's a fair call Yes, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because it really is all about connecting one mm. person at a time. Yes. Whether it is that blog that we're writing, the podcast that we're doing, uh, whether it's social media, which is another place that people tend to kind of not really be comfortable or know exactly how or what to share. Mm -hmm. If we can think of that one person and make the connection to them with our content and with our message, that's how it happens. Yes. And we certainly reach way more people that way. Yet those decisions to work with us happen one at a time. Mm -hmm. And 
and it's really very personal. So we're not really talking to the masses, regardless of how many are listening in or watching or reading, we're speaking one-to-one. -one. And that's a piece that can get lost as well. And we can lose it because we think we're emailing our list. We're mm -hmm. broadcasting to a very wide audience. And we need to kind of bring that one person back into the forefront of our mind. And, and that will keep us centered and that will help our message come across more clearly. Mm -hmm. Love that. So I, I've lost count. Have, ha, what other mistakes are there? Or have we covered all of those? <laughs> Well, I'm saying, you know, we do, they kind of blend together because yes. actually people tend to do them all that way too. And the third one that I just touched on would be around social media. So mm -hmm. again, people are not always very clear about how they want to show up there. They sometimes think it needs to be different than they would in those other formats of blogging and articles and email. And really it needs to be similar. Mm -hmm. Making a connection one-on-one, -on -one, it's not about you know, plopping down promotion after promotion. It's about connecting with our audience and connecting with others out there, other influencers, mm -hmm. making connections of people who, you know, we can communicate with and share and support their communities. And that again happens with individual conversations. And, and yeah. one of the mistakes, you know, over and above all the three we've talked about is delegating too much of this to team members and losing that connection. Yes. There's a whole lot we can automate. There's a whole lot we can do that's perfectly fine. As long as we preserve that piece that is us making mm -hmm. that engagement and that connection yeah. and, and staying really on point. Yes, so, so true. One of the things that I regularly keep up to date with is uh, Edelman, who's an organization, I think there's a consulting firm, but what they do every year, and I'm not sure if you've heard of this, it was the Edelman Trust Barometer. And they have done that for quite an amount of time. But what has happened in the last survey they did, that there is such a gap in the points between trust, the level of trust between informed public versus the mass mass consumers. So that really shows us that we need to connect, we need to share our message consistently because, there, as I said, there's a 16 point gap so for between informed public. So how are we communicating? And one of the things, and how frequently, but also how consistently on message, because I think one of the things that can break trust is if we're all over the place, if we're not sharing regular consistent content, if, uh, you know, because often if we're struggling to define what that is, that's going to come out in the content we share, whether it be through podcasts, videos, writing, you know, books, all of that. Trust is very important, isn't it, when we're thinking about the content that we're sharing. It is, absolutely. And that's why when we show up in all of these places with our content, it's important to tell stories, you know, mm -hmm. as you do here and you invite guests to do that, that share of our own experience or, or the experience that our clients have had that people connect on that personal level to mm -hmm. the stories that we share. Yes. And there are plenty of people who do what each of us does. Mm -hmm. 
and no one does it the way that we do. Yes, so true. Well, this is episode nine. And in episode seven, I shared three reasons why we should be including stories in the content that we share, because studies have show, shown that stories uh, cuts through the, the, the distraction and, and, you know, people will often be distracted. It also influences, um, you know, uh, change in behavior through, through sharing stories. And so if people haven't listened to that, and then in, in episode eight, I share a little bit more about some of the storytelling that you can do. But it's so true. Stories build connection because we can often relate and see ourselves in the characters or the people that uh, the story is uh, about. And uh, we can make such a huge impact that way. Now, Deb, one of the things that you say is there's three critical places that we need to share content or new content where are those three places yeah so they they do tie to the mistakes that we tend to make as well and rather to the solutions that when we create content we want it to use it as a foundation and incorporate it into our website in some way the place you know our, our home base online where people come to learn more about us so whether it's in the blog or we're telling stories in our about me section or client testimonials it's important to keep that fresh to keep adding to that some value and and some relevant information for people to learn more so that they can make a connection with us yes. so the website is one mm -hmm. and then secondly to share it with our followers so if we have an email list we want to be sharing that new content with them and delivering it to them through email mm -hmm. people tend to say that email is dead i no. definitely do not feel that maybe their all. email is dead and not yeah, working for them be. they need to see deb <laughs> the old practices may not work mm. and and that's a good thing because we need to move away from that and move into the space where we're really focused on connecting with people and reaching them and giving them what they really need versus yeah. what we want to give them or we think that they need so emailing that list to keep that connection going with the very same content that you've put on the website and then lastly using social media to share the same because mm -hmm. we reach different people not everyone is ever going to be on our list and they're still interested in what we have to share and vice versa and we want to repurpose our content yes. so just in sharing those three places what i hope is key for everyone is that it's the same piece of content mm -hmm. so the time the effort the energy that went into creating that is is just you know you get so much longevity out of it yeah. so much greater reach so much greater value when you expand it in all of those places mm -hmm. and and it helps to reach the people we're meant to serve and bring them back into us you know wherever they may be mm -hmm. and that's a piece that people often don't do to the extent it can be done yes and they don't always get creative about how to share it so it doesn't just look like the same piece of content kind of plopped everywhere yeah. there are ways again to share with strategy and intention that that makes it work mm. because one of the things I like to use is my hashtag is content never sleeps mm -hmm. because when we put this out there in a way with value that connects and converts, it's working for us 24 seven. Yeah, it you is. You don't have to be right there. Mm -hmm. 
One of the things that I've often heard people say, and this might be something that you often hear people say as well, is with the repurposing, I don't want to keep saying the same message over and over. However, if we are, and I'll get you to share just a couple of examples to get people's creative juices flowing and how they may want to or look at you know, repurposing. But often as as even consumers, we can hear and read and see and, and watch something 10 times and all of a sudden, the 11th, something shifts and it's like, oh, and that's the same with our ideal clients too. We may be sharing things in different ways, making things a little bit deeper or maybe really providing a little bit more information in a certain area. Um, but we need to, again, have that consistent message, but share it across different platforms and not be afraid to repurpose. So what are some examples? What are your favorite ways of repurposing content? Repurposing is the one of my favorite things to do because it's just so it can be so much fun. It can really get your creativity going. Yeah. And often it's just that we need to be brought to like a safe, comfortable place where we can allow ourselves to look at our business this way. Mm -hmm. And you can start anywhere. So whether it's website, an email that you wrote just off the cuff to your list, or you start at the social media with a long post, yeah. for instance, you could take any one of those and then sit with it and think, okay, what else can I do with this? So, mm -hmm. so often people are more comfortable starting on the social media side. They might just put up a Facebook post, tell a bit of a story, put an image with it, and there it is. Well, before you move on to the next piece of content, let's figure out how to share that with the people who are on your email list. Mm -hmm. Drive them to a link that brings them right to Facebook or just recreate it in an email without any links and tell the story there to your email list. And then look at, in most cases, that can be a blog on the website. Mm -hmm. So again, you could either drop one of those links um, and just copy and paste, or you can get a little more creative, add a little more background, take it a little further, mm -hmm. add some bullet points if you're putting it on the website in the blog. And, and use that content repurposing to kind of check off for yourself have i done everything i can do with this mm -hmm. what more is there as you know in your case amory you make a podcast out of it you you think all the time of your content as having so many applications mm -hmm. as long as we are open to that and remind ourselves that people learn differently as you mentioned, you know, they have preferences for the way that they consume. Mm. And sometimes they want to consume it a couple of times before it clicks for them. Yes. For whatever reason that may be. Mm -hmm. So when we just do it once and in one place, we're leaving so many opportunities untapped. Yeah, we sure are. If I think of the ways that we are leveraging, I mean, there's an article and I may put it a link in uh, the show notes here but the article goes on to show how we repurpose our podcast content so it's the audio we can also create a video out of it we take um, snippets of quotes use those as graphic quotes now through headliner.app it allows you to take a snippet of the audio put it with a graphic and create an mp4 so a video file we also do the, the squares for instagram the rectangles for linkedin the portrait for ig 
IGTV. Um, now I'm also creating infographics because I'm finding that people who are over on Pinterest, especially for women in leadership, um, but I'm also doing it for this one as well. So you'll end up also on an infographic, this content. But, you know, so there are so many different ways. And actually I mentioned all of that on the, the uh, workshop that I did yesterday for the podcasting workshop. Everyone's taking down notes because there are so many different places where you can repurpose content. And often it's the, you know, our own beliefs that we can't. And um, yeah, so we, we really need to challenge ourselves because it's such a great way. If you've spent time creating this thought leadership piece, which you know is going to make a difference for the people who are reading or listening or watching it, you you need to do it justice and get it out there so that you can impact the lives of, of many more people. And I know you've just done the same today with your message, Deb. Share with us how can we get in contact with you and I know that you also have a special gift you want to give everyone access to as well. I do. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. Everyone can find me online at my website, www.debcoman.com. It's D-E-B-C-O-M-A-N. And you can also get a free gift, which is the three costly content mistakes that we've been sharing today in a little more detail and more about the solutions and what you can do instead mm -hmm. at the same right at my website. And you can also go directly to www.debcoman.com slash gift and that'll get it to you right away. Fantastic. Thanks once again for coming on the show, Deb. I know we connected so many years ago and you've been on the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. That's one that I don't uh, produce anymore, but uh, I knew that uh, when we started this, I started this podcast, I needed to get you back on because this is an area that you're an expert in, a thought leader in, and it's your expertise and something that many people struggle with. So thanks once again for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I loved being here chatting with you, Anne-Marie. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Want to learn how to leverage your expertise, monetize your message, while become known as an authority in your field? Access our free industry thought leader podcast series to show you how at www.annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. That's annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series.